0: Minneapolis, St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. 20 years of intelligent talk. With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRochstra. The condo that partially collapsed two days ago may have had major damage
1: before the accident.
2: While officials have not yet determined what caused the deadly collapse, a 2018 engineering report released by the city of Surfside said that the oceanfront condominium building had quote, major structural damage to a concrete slab below its pool deck that needed extensive repairs. The engineering report did not warn of imminent danger from the damage, but it did note the need for costly repairs to fix the slab, as well as damaged concrete column beams and walls in the parking garage. I'm Shelley Adler.
3: Meanwhile, search and rescue operations continue in Florida. The death toll stands at four. However, officials expect that number to rise as the crews continue to dig through the rubble and the twisted metal. More than 150 people still remain unaccounted for. This is SRN News.
0: Larry Elder is over the race card.
4: Police systemic racism has become a central mantra of the modern Democratic Party. Is it really worth telling young black men that if they get pulled over by cops, the cops are very likely out to get them, increasing the possibility that something could go bad? Is it worth it?
0: The Larry Elder Show, afternoons at 5 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. We've got another hour of the Northern Alliance Radio Network coming up next on AM 1280 The Patriot. Thank you for joining us just after 2 o'clock here on a Saturday. Your forecast calls for a chance of showers. We could see some heavy rain out there, maybe a thunderstorm as well. 80 is our high, down to 64 tonight. We could see showers overnight as well. A chance of scattered showers for Sunday, partly sunny, and about 82 for the Sunday high. If you ever miss out on a moment of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, you can always follow up and catch up on what you missed out on at the Patriot podcast page. That's at am1280thepatriot.com. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World.
5: It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that's making talk radio great again, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot Show, one of four every weekend. I am the headliner edition, Jack uh, Tomzak, whose installment of the Northern Alliance, uh, Alliance remains without a nickname, and we may have to work on that. Jack may have to work on that himself, or I will have to do that for him. And nobody wants that. Brad Carlson, uh, prescient enough to come up with his own nickname, the Closer Edition of the Northern Alliance. He's coming up tomorrow from 1 to 3 on AM twelve A. The Patriot. You can count on him, as he does every year, to have Miss Minnesota on at 2.30. They had the pageant last night. We have a new winner uh, for the first time in two years. And that's going to be fun, which means at least two of our segments at Holes for Heroes out on Medicine Lake this next February are going to be booked. We we get that going for us. And if we were at the State Fair, which I don't know if we will be this year, uh, we would have two segments booked there as well. So uh, that that is all uh, on the books. And, of course, King Banyan. Uh, Every Saturday morning on our sister uh, station, AM AM 1440, The Businessman, is on from 9 to 11 doing the best show in the business on economics. Speaking of shows on our station, it's my pleasure to welcome back to the show for the first time in, I don't know, two or three years now, uh, one of the uh, two hosts of Education America, Rebecca Hagstrom, joins us. Rebecca, welcome back.
6: Yeah, thank you so much. It's great to be here.
5: Uh, uh, Great to have you. And of course, uh, your co-host, Mark Durkin is available. Uh, it's joining us by phone today. Mark, uh, how you doing today? Doing very well. Thanks for having me on, Mitch. Absolutely my pleasure. Of course, this is one of my hot topics. I was a, a charter school parent, very much a school choice advocate back when it was a very real legitimate thing for me uh, back in the day, Rebecca Hagstrom. What's, uh, we haven't talked about your show since you were on know, here last. Uh, I know. What you guys have been doing. Well,
6: so we're pretty excited because we re- re- we relaunched our show back in April and it used to be called Education Nation, That's and right. we now changed the name to Education America. That's right. And um, we broadened our scope, and we also broadened the way we're reaching our audience. So we now have a beautiful new website um, that people can go to and listen to all of our podcasts uh, or all of our Actually, shows from here that um, turn into podcasts later, and then there's resources, uh, materials. There are websites, um, and it's it's called SaveTheClassroom.com. You can go to SaveTheClassroom.com, and you will find all of these resources. So, we now also have an active Facebook page and an active Twitter page. So, um, just trying to help people really get become knowledgeable about what's happening in education. And so we decided to relaunch and, and really start to go on a broader, on a broader scale.
5: And there is so much to keep track of in education these days. I I know I've been following these issues for, well, ever since my kids were in school. We're going back years here at this point. (laughs) Uh, But I've got a granddaughter in the schools right now, and things just keep getting worse. And and there's so much to teach people about. Uh, The big one that's been in the news lately, because certain school districts' uh, parents are not amused. Uh, Most recently, Loudoun County, uh, Virginia, where parents are in open insurrection against the school School board, uh, this is a, an issue that that has come to bloom in the last probably two years or so yeah. here, and mm-hmm. yet it is it is subject number one with an awful lot of parents who actually care about their kids' education. Mark Durkin, uh, you've been doing a, a bunch of the writing for Education America. Uh, wh- what do parents need to know about critical race theory? I mean, what what, what have you been telling people about this this issue, Mark? Well, critical race theory
3: uh, really is devoid of any type of academic knowledge and skills uh, within the curriculum for students in the classroom. I mean, they really, there's just an adoption right now of the whole uh, cradle to grave mentality as far as education is concerned. I mean, even children as young as the age of you know, five or six being told to really start to uh, recognize uh, biases maybe that they hold or stereotypes uh, towards other people groups. You know, basically, in a nutshell, it says that uh, education to this point in every institution across America is Eurocentric with whiteness. And so basically, we don't have the results that we have in society or in the classroom because of evidence-based truth. Uh, specifically in curriculums, but now it's all about uh, what are your biases and how has your identity, your skin color, contributed to where things are in society right now? And so, you know, I just always think a lot about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. You know, he spoke often uh, about, you know, and as he said in his I Have a Dream speech, uh, I want my children to be judged not by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. He also said that. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Uh, only light can do that, and hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Those uh, last two portions of the quotations are never included in today 's discourse and we want when we want to turn on a certain people group what group rather what ends up happening is is that people are being trained to hate themselves together because. Of whatever perceived imperfections there are in society and in the classroom,
5: Mark and Rebecca, I, I am struck by seeing how critical race theory and and other doctrines, the, the notion of white fragility, white privilege, and so forth, are being right. incorporated in the inter, in the indoctrination of children. Mm-hmm. And I also read some of the literature about domestic abuse, about how gaslighting uh, of spouses, of partners in relationship works, uh, w- w- uh, ships work, and the importance of starting that gaslighting young if you really want to have a compliant <laughs> victim. I mean, mm-hmm. the par- I mean, Very I'm being sad. a little. I mean, no, a little, right. little satirical, yeah. and yet what we have is essentially widespread domestic abuse and gaslighting of cultural partners here. Rebecca Heggstrom. Yes, yes
6: there. You are absolutely right on. I've never actually considered it that way, but it is true that that from the very start, I mean, some of the uh, um, activities that kids are doing as young as kindergarten are instructed uh, to show children the differences in race from the very start, so that kids start to see, their world through the lens of race rather than seeing their little friends. And, you know, we know little kids, if you watch little kids, they don't notice each other's race. They just have fun. They just get together. they, They have fun together. They play together. But now if you put them in this situation where they are being taught to view their friends as a different race, and that's being pointed out to them. Um, one activity that the kids do actually, it will it will tell the kids to draw their hand and put it up on a board, and then it. But that which sounds fine, but then at the end it says, you know, stop thinking your race is better than mine, and that's what they're instructed to think about and say. And so we, we as adults think that's ridiculous, right? Wouldn't we think that's ridiculous? And yet these are some of the activities that young children are being told to do.
5: The thing that, that absolutely fries my brain is the idea that this, not only that this is happening, I mean that itself is is worth going to the barricades yeah, over right. uh, no matter who the, 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 the victim and the abusers are right. in this case either way. But the, the idea that this is the first time we've dealt with this, I mean I remember when I was in elementary school back in the 19th <laughs> decade and we were being taught then that that i mean martin luther king had just died relative all too recently at that point mm-hmm. and we were being taught as a matter of our curriculum that that, that yeah, we, we are all created equal and we need to start acting like it and 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 this was a time when you could find casual racism but it was also generally Accepted as being a, not the stuff a intelligent education educated person did, and not only is that not good enough, but I, I'd have to think since you brought up Martin Luther King's uh, quote, Mark Durkin, that if Martin Luther King were alive today, he would be exiled. From the civil rights movement, and and he would be he he wouldn't be able to do lunch in Manhattan anywhere. Mark Turk, I mean his his it's a good thing for him. He died when he did because he would be uh, persona non grata in the movement these days.
3: Absolutely, yeah, he wouldn't recognize uh, you know this in regards to uh, his statements uh, for true unity and inclusion and moving together in the vision that our forefathers had that we were a nation in which all men were created equal and were endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, for sure.
5: Absolutely. So it's not, and that's not the only issue out there, Rebecca Hagstrom. We're talking about uh, the social studies standards mm-hmm. that are being pushed out there right now. now social studies were the were, were the area of study when taught by people of, of solid conscience and a little bit of learning in the field. And by the way, that wasn't in junior high. The social studies teachers were all the football coaches who were <laughs> getting their education okay. time in. In. But uh, and I hear enough laughs to know that I'm not the only one on the subject here. But there were eventually a few that came along and said, this is what the Constitution is about. This is where, as America's place in history and why it's important. It, it goes without saying that's not what's being taught these days. I mean, when my kids were in elementary school, social studies standards were already a complete progressive indoctrination hash of chanting points mm-hmm. if you thought 20 years ago that it couldn't get any worse you were wrong rebecca hagster right. what's happening with yes. social
6: studies so here in minnesota but this is really happening nationwide by the way oh, yeah. you know but the proposed standards here though they take it that next step so not only were they progressive 20 years ago i agree with you mm-hmm. um, now they are Filled with this whole notion of critical race theory. Oh, yeah. So the whole foundation of what the kids learn from kindergarten through 12th grade in the social studies standards, if these proposed standards are to go through, which, by the way, they are not voted upon by the legislature. No. Um, and that's one thing people think. They think, oh, well, they won't get voted on they, or they won't get passed. But they it's don't ed- have to be passed.
5: It's an executive branch function, Department yep, of Education, yep. yeah. Yep.
6: Yes. And thankfully, the, the legislature was able to delay them another year. So, so our, our listeners need to know that. But that uh-huh. to say, the real focus of these is critical race theory at the core. So even if you do learn about World War II or, um, you know, some of the main things that you would think would be included, which they weren't all included, by the way, in the proposed standards. Some of the most basic um, pieces of our American history are not included in these standards. But even if they were, they're going to be taught from the perspective of whites being oppressors, the founding fathers being oppressors, the founding fathers um, coming to America so that they could Um, continue their slavery, which is what the 1619 Project teaches, Um, and then it also has an activism component in them. And the goal is really to help kids learn um, to to really be indoctrinated with critical race theory and then become activists. So some of the activities, some of the standards, even in elementary school, are actually prompting kids to become activists. And, you know, you think about little kids, again, you know, kind of like my other example. Why are we spending time on that when we are supposed to be teaching them reading, writing, math and grammar? Um, We shouldn't be trying to turn little kids into activists. But yeah. then we shouldn't be surprised when we see a bunch of activist college students, right? <laughs> yeah,
5: re- reading, writing, and math. I, I, I'm perfectly fine going beyond reading, writing, and math. I would love it <laughs> if somewhere in 12 years of, of education, wherever, kids learned a little bit of critical thinking. But yes. that is that yes. has been stripped right. out long right. ago. Right. Right. Mar- yeah. Mark, Mark Durkin, uh, I want to get your take on the social studies standards as well. I know for many years, big consulting uh, megaliths like Pacific Consulting uh, Group, Right. Where some of the big movers and shakers. Uh, are they still the big pushers of, of these chanting points in education, or do we have some new players uh, on that field, uh, to, to your knowledge, Mark Durkin?
3: Well, from what I understand, and this is what's been confirmed in interviews that we've done probably over the last six months, is that PEG, which is the Pacific Education Group, That's very it. firm that is hired out of the West Coast, that is conducting these workshops in training teachers and school districts on how to uh, enforce this ideology and how to teach from this perspective. But you know, as I was listening to Rebecca speak, and in your comment, Mitch, about growing in reading, writing, and arithmetic. This is the question I think that every parent should be asking themselves. What is this doing to close the achievement gap between white students and students of color? All a person has to do is go to the Minnesota Department of Education's website (laughs) and go to the Minnesota report card and see that the proficiencies in reading and math and science, that that chasm continues to grow uh, between students. And when you take away the evidence-based truth in all of these subjects, and you then turn to a subjective lens that doesn't have a measuring criteria, what you've done now is you've dumbed down the criteria, and you really just say as a little Band-Aid trying to serve as a tourniquet that this is how we're going to try to close the achievement gap. Mark
5: Durkin, Rebecca Hagstrom. will continue this discussion when we come back. 651-289-4488. If you want to join us on the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot.
0: fellow Americans with an IRA or
4: 401k, Biden has a history of backstabbing retirees. And now he's eyeing down your retirement account as part of his new tax plan to raise $3.3 trillion in added taxes. Don't get caught flat footed. Learn how you can protect and secure your life savings with safe haven assets like physical gold and silver. Call 855-910-9047 now and speak to a professional at Gold Co. Representatives are standing by to give every caller a free precious metals IRA guide with steps you can take to secure your financial future with precious metals. Call 855-910-9047 now. The pros at Goldco have helped thousands of satisfied Americans own gold and silver inside their portfolios, both tax and penalty free. Pick up your phone now and dial 855 910 9047. Representatives are standing by to assist you. Call 855 910 9047.
7: Meet Tim.
4: Hey, what's up?
7: He's the person you hired for your digital marketing strategy. And when he's done battling aliens on his PS5 in his parents' basement, I'm sure he'll get right to work. Nationwide exposure, experience, and expertise. Let our team of experts focus on your digital marketing strategy so you can focus on your business. It's an easy decision.
2: To learn more about Salem Surround, call 651-289-4418. 651-289-4418. Get that. Rack-shack
0: attack, rack-shack You can listen to AM-1280 The Patriot on all Amazon Echo devices. Simply ask Alexa to play The Patriot Minneapolis, and you'll hear your favorite hosts.
8: This is Dennis Prager, and thanks for listening to me on your Alexa device.
5: AM-1280 The Patriot, the Northern Alliance radio network is the name of the show. The headliner edition is the name of the episode. Mitch Berg is the name of the guy who dominates Twin Cities weekend media. Meaning dominating all media everywhere. Hey, don't forget AM twelve A The Patriots website has your links to everything that matters. You can find podcasts, you can find the live stream, you can find schedules including Education America coming up just a couple hours from now 6 to 6 30 every saturday evening here on am 1280 the patriot every week for years and years now it's where the truth about education is so make sure you tune in and we'll become more clear to you 651-289-4488 if you have questions for mark durkin uh, or Rebecca Hagstrom, the hosts of Education America. i make sure I get that right because it's been rebranded for a while now. And in my mind, I still have to think Education Nation. But no, it is in fact <laughs> Education America. Uh, there is so much to talk about here. We we originally talked about doing this for a half hour. And I might have to stretch it out for another segment here because there's just more uh, than I can fit in. Even talking as fast as I do when I get excited. <laughs> Let's talk about one of my hot-button topics, uh, school choice, big one for me. I pulled my kids out of the public schools in 7th and 8th grades, respectively, same time, and uh, put them in a charter school, and I only wish I'd have done it in kindergarten. I, would, I wish I'd have kept them out of the public schools from the very beginning because it was just a complete unmitigated disaster for reasons I have documented on my blog years and years ago. I'll post that at Shot in the Dark, that info after the show here. Uh, and school choice is, I mean, for, for years the DFL fought against charter schools, against school choice of any kind, against open enrollment. And it blows my mind. I mean, BLM in recent weeks put it all out on the table. They, they came out as part of their peaceful protest agenda uh, saying that they, they wanted to torpedo charter schools, of all things. And that's one of the things where they, they kind of tip their hand. Big left's approach to school choice is kill it with fire if they can possibly manage <laughs> it, uh, manage it, Rebecca Hagstrom. And the, the the amount of vitriol and propaganda against school choice going on on big left right now is absolutely astounding.
6: Yeah. And it's it's so ironic because Black Lives Matter is supposed to be there to support black lives. Right. And if they care about black lives, then they should be caring about school choice. I mean, you heard Mark a few minutes ago talking about the du- the difference in test scores for oh, yeah. m- black minority kids in inner city Minneapolis. Only about 15% of black kids in Minneapolis, black minority kids in Minneapolis, pass their uh, math tests. And only about 30% pass their reading tests. Right. So if you are a Black Lives Matter supporter, how on earth, how on earth, to me it's criminal to not be willing to allow those children to receive an education. Why should they be subjected to a failing school?
5: And I looked into this years ago, again, back when my kids were in school and I was fight, doing my bit to fight for charter schools because uh, I didn't have the option of homeschooling as a single parent at the time. Mm-hmm. And if I had, I'd have done it, trust yeah. me. Uh, but I did the research. And contrary to the propaganda you get from big left and big education in Minnesota, charter schools in the metro area. Are overwhelmingly uh, populated by families, uh, African American, Latina, Asian, immigrant, uh, ESL students. I mean, Mark Durkin, it was not even close. Far more than the stereotypically minority-dominated uh, public districts, charter schools uh, in the metro area are 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 a are are more minority. than than the actual district schools, Mark Dirk. And that's that's something that gets lost in the conversation on both sides of the aisle. Mm -hmm. Right. I think, you know,
3: in the political discourse, regardless of what side of the aisle that you're on, we're always hearing about our kids. Children get used as kind of a frontline shield, if you will, in terms of what's best for the children, what's best for the kids. But if there are these types of attacks that are being levied against every Form Every opportunity of school choice that would better the position for individual families, regardless of race or background, then it only speaks to one thing. There is a exhaustive work right now going on to conform the minds to one train of thought. In the world of the politician, it's, it is indeed one size fits all. Mm-hmm.
5: It absolutely is. And if only there was some opposition to this. We were talking about this during the break, Rebecca Hagstrom. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons that uh, Republican statewide candidates and frequently some of the re- you know, the, the local candidates as well uh, get a little get a little nervous about coming on my show, as they know I'm going to get on their case about coming into the city, having a town hall with charter school parents who tend to be African-American, Latino, Asian they're looking
6: for something better.
5: Yeah, yeah, because these are the parents (laughs) who realize what the achievement gap is and pull their kids the heck out and put them in a charter school or put them in open enrollment. And why we haven't had every single Republican gubernatorial candidate in the last 10 years, going back to Tom Hammer and before, coming into the city and talking, having a town hall with charter school parents and pointing out the very real fact as Black Lives Matter's leadership said in as many words within this past month that the Democrats' big left, big education wants nothing more than to torpedo their kid's lifeboat, mm-hmm. rhetorically and in some ways almost literally speaking. Yeah. The hostile, And yet we can't get a Republican to put any skin in the game on this issue. Drives me crazy, GOP.
6: Yeah. Um, going into the inner city, I, I can't answer why they aren't willing to do that. I agree with you. That seems like the very best place to go to gain support uh, for school choice, and I, I can tell you, having worked in the school choice movement just these last couple of months, I worked closely with Roger Chamberlain and even um, Senator Gazelka, the the um, head of the Senate, and he... Um, he, they have, they are very much in agreement with school choice. They want to see it happen. Uh, Roger wrote education savings accounts into the legislation this year, yep. and they even participated in a couple of press conferences, actually, that we held uh, just in the last few months, or actually just in the last six weeks, I would say. We did two leading up to the um, final agreement that they had where, unfortunately, the ESAs got pulled out. And that's the piece that I think is difficult is that there isn't – this broad-based support, it seems across the Republican um, realm mm-hmm. that is that is willing, to do the hard thing, and i I realize that politics is politics, and you have to be careful and you have to you have to be savvy, you have to navigate and we 've got a house that is dominated by the Democrats, and we have a governor who swore to veto anything that came out with any type of school choice legislation in it, but I would have loved to have seen um, there be a hard, hard effort at getting some of those House members to flip because they 've got to be in places where their their families want school choice. I mean, when you look at the data, I think 74% of black yeah. Americans want school choice. So why then wouldn't the representatives in those districts be supportive of school choice? Well, it's because they're getting money from the unions. Yeah. But I just, again, so I agree with you. I, 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 I'm not a politician, so it's hard for me to know the ins and outs of why they do what they do. But I can tell you that Senator Gazelka and Roger Chamberlain, and uh, Michelle Benson, she also participated. Those three were absolutely supportive of school choice and these education savings accounts. Um, but unfortunately, they did not want to shut the government over it because when you shut down the government in Minnesota, it really does shut down. And they did not feel that it was worth harming people for that, even knowing that, that Walls would, would uh, veto it. Yeah. But I would have loved to have made him have to do that. Yeah. Imagine, imagine that headline. You <laughs> Believe know? me, I especially do. after COVID. <laughs> yeah,
5: we got about thirty seconds till our next break. Can I ask you to to stay one more segment because I want sure. to talk about what your show's doing and some of the things that 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 you can bring other people in on. Uh, really briefly, Rebecca Hagstrom, in twenty seconds, where can people find out more about Education America?
6: Yes, you can go to our website, which is education-america. dot or you can go to savetheclassroom.com and that will bring you to our website and that is the best place to go to listen to our podcasts and to look at all the material that we have on our website
5: um, absolutely so I'll well, I'll post those at shot in the dark on info okay. when I get a moment Perfect. to well blog stuff We're talking with Rebecca Hagstrom uh, Hagstrom and Mark Durkin from Education America. Uh, Give us a call if you want, 651-289-4488. If you have questions, comments, feedback, you name it. We'll be right back. Go nowhere. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot.
1: my heater stopped working, I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800 824 3853 800 824 3853 That's 800 824 3853
2: Temperatures are rising. What will help you feel comfy and cool all summer long? A giant glass of iced tea, a fruity popsicle, a swim in the lake, or $850 in instant savings on a new air conditioner or ductless system from Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Take advantage of the Standard Heating Summer AC Sale. Instantly save $850 off a new A.C. unit or ductless system. These savings are here to keep you feeling cool and comfy all summer long. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is a family owned and operated business with 91 years of serving the seven county metro, servicing over 500,000 homes. Take advantage of these summer savings on an A.C. or ductless system. Ask your sales rep about these amazing June savings. Hurry, these offers end June 30th. Go to standardheating.com for more details. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, providing the comfort you deserve since 1930. That's standardheating.com. Mention the Patriot. standardheating.com.
9: You've been lied to lied to by corrupt Washington politicians and the Wall Street propaganda machine. Hi, I'm Inc. Magazine best-selling author Brett Kitchen, and I want to give you a free copy of my brand new book, Wealth Beyond Wall Street, because we all know another market crash could be right around the corner. After losing 35% in my IRA in the crash years ago, I said enough. And since then, I discovered a way to grow money potentially double digits, reduce taxes dramatically, and also have my money protected when the next stock market crash hits. When the next market crash hits, you lose nothing. Call Wealth Beyond Wall Street now to get your free copy and talk with a specialist to discover this little-known strategy to get potential double-digit growth during good years and never lose when the next stock market crash hits, all while building a tax-advantaged retirement. Call 800-940-4242 to discover this asset that people like Walt Disney and JCPenney use to grow wealthy. Plus, get one of just 97 free books left. We even cover shipping and handling, no credit card required. Call 800-940-4242. That's 1-800-940-4242. one 800 940 42, 42.
5: AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488 is the number to call. If you have questions or comments from Mark Durkin and Rebecca Hagstrom from uh, Education America, heard every Saturday... From six to six thirty here on AM twelve eighty, the Patriot, for years now. I mean, being the voice of of reason in Twin Cities media when it comes to education. By the way, we talked about your websites uh, before the break. Here, you're also on Facebook and Twitter. Yes, we
6: are. So on Facebook, it is Education America, That's right? And on Twitter, it is Ed America Radio. So at Ed America Radio on Twitter. And we often share, we've got a weekly blog that comes out that connects to our show. And so that's a great place too, to find our blog is both, I mean, you can go to our website too, but um, Ed America Radio uh, on Twitter and then Education America on Facebook.
5: I will post as it's shot in the dark Thanks. that info. I, I want to get on to, to what you, you, you're doing and what people in our audience can do to help and, and to do to be aware and to start hopefully trying to push the needle on issues of school choice, yes. on the content of the indoctrination that our that our children are getting. But another one that is of some interest, I want to just touch on this briefly. I mean, we have spent two segments on the problems we face. Mm-hmm. I want to start talking solutions and, and, and driving people in the right direction. But the we're going to be talking next week with Angus Fox, who's been writing a so far six part series in Quillette on the bullying and log rolling that parents of children who discuss, who decide that they are transgender mm. get, yes. and and how much of that in, uh, indoctrination on things like uh, LGBTQ issues that's fine, but uh, on on on. On transgender issues mm-hmm. is coming through the school system these days, mm-hmm. and when you hear the extent to which the the transgender movement 's gospel, if you will, has been accepted uh, without question as being taught without question, it would be, it, will, it will shock and astound you if you don 't know already I mean Mark Durkin. Uh, do You kind of go into the extent to which the the transgender movement and the LGBTQIA gospel has been turned into indoctrination by the education system.
3: Yes, uh, you know, ask no questions, receive exactly what's being uh, you know fed to you uh, on a platter. Um, it's just again, we're taking subjective experience and we're passing that off without any consideration of evidence-based truth. I mean, there's nothing really to measure and to quantify in terms of what is being presented uh, as truth uh, to kids. And, um, you know, again, education begins in the home. We know this. Um, And unfortunately, uh, again, we, we have a system in place right now that is intent on whether it's this issue or the issues that we've been talking about, as they pertain to race or gender identity. It's, it, 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 the, the government is insisting that we're going to bring you our version, our ideology, and no regard for the parents whatsoever right. when it comes to issues that can't be, especially in the arena of sexual uh, sexuality and gender identity. I mean, these are things that four, five, six-year-olds, they're not thinking about this kind of stuff at all. And yet it's being just force-fed as truth to our children. And again, the parents are being completely excluded and in many respects not even informed of what's going on. And
5: in fact, that has been the, the, the most chilling part of this of these interviews with Angus Fox, A second one of which is coming up next Saturday on the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the extent to which parents are actively intimidated out of the process of affecting their children's the, the, the decisions of their children mm-hmm. on their physical makeup for the rest of their lives and and body altering surgery to say nothing of, of of approach to the issue anyway yeah. uh, that we'll talk more about that next week
6: and I just want to add on that to that really quickly though in kin- even in kindergarten these kids are starting to be taught then in school oh, yeah. teachers cannot refer to their children as boys and girls or, or you know she and he um, they have to say friends or you know something that's really generic and they start very young helping kids understand that they can choose which identity or which identity they are, which gender they are, and you know that's very confusing for kids. It's it's, it's almost child abuse, really, yeah. for kids to be asked, "What do you think you are? A girl or a boy?" And they're thinking, I already, "I already know I'm a boy, or I already know I'm a girl." And so these kinds of activities are happening in our nation's schools, and yes, even here in Minnesota.
5: And not, and it shouldn't take you shouldn't take it as a surprise. You need to take it as a challenge and a call to action. So let's talk about the calls to action. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, what what, do you, what are you advocating? Parents start to do. What, where can parents who who learn the truth? Uh, get involved and, and how Rebecca Hegstrom? Yeah.
6: yeah. Well, I, it's on kind of a broad level. It depends on how, how committed you are to A, keeping your children in the public schools. Right. Um, I do think that there comes a point where having a mass exodus out of the public school would maybe be helpful for the public schools to finally wake up and realize that parents do matter yeah. and what local people want. You know, it used to be that education was a local enterprise and now it's really not. Um, And so I think leaving the public school voting with your feet is a huge way to get the attention of the schools. But at the same time, we want to save these public schools eventually because we need the public school system, I believe. Um, I think it's a really important part of how we maintain our freedoms in our country. But as we see, when it's being flipped and used in the other direction, it's also a way to destroy our freedom. Yeah. And, and the kids are being used to be trained that way. So my suggestion in getting involved is... A, get a group. You have power in numbers. And so we're seeing more and more school districts where parents are gathering together and they're going to their school boards and they are speaking up. Now the problem is that the school boards will often try to shut them down by oh, yeah. limiting their speech or saying you have to sign up ahead of time or even changing the meeting time or or ending the meeting if you clap. I've seen that happen oh, too. Yeah. If you clap and get excited about what somebody says, they're going to end the meeting. Um, so then I have actually seen some lawsuits starting and i know that that seems really um like a heavy duty thing to do but there are there's even one here in the twin cities that just got announced where parents are going to be suing for the fact that they did not have their their free speech was violated and so i think that we have to be serious about asking for change and now we are also working with a uh Group of people on school choice legislation, as I said, and we want parents involved in that. We need parents involved in that. they need to be contacting their legislators they need to be contacting the governor and again, we have to we have to band together there's a group called let them learn um, there's several organizations that formed during covid right and while their focus was to get schools reopened and to get masks off kids, um, they are realizing now that critical race theory has really crept in during this year that COVID um, took from their kids. And the schools weren't working on reopening. They were working on how are they going to bring critical race theory into their schools. And many of them are working with um, organizations to help them do just that. So organization is the number one thing. The only way you can have an influence is if you are organized with others. And the more people, the better. If you can have you know, 50 people, 100 people, 150 people show up at a school board meeting. That is going to be a much more powerful message than one or two people showing up.
5: Mark Durkin, uh, any thoughts on how to turn a backlash, and inchoate uh, expression of rage like we're seeing in places like Loudoun County and some of the uh, metro area school districts in some cases, turning that into an actual uh, insurrection that actually gains some intellectual ground?
3: Well, I mean, like Rebecca said, you know, it will certainly take the American people standing up and saying enough is enough. They need to know that they work for us. We do not work for them. They have been elected. They have sworn to uphold the Constitution of the United States of America from both foreign and domestic terrorists alike. And it really starts and it's really going to be happening at the grassroots level where people need to educate themselves in terms of what their inalienable rights that have been endowed to their cre- by their creator to them is. They need to know the laws of the land, not only federally, but on a state-by-state level, and take it to these folks that they took this oath to uphold the Constitution. What's being done right now is a gross violation, and there's no choice for you know people all over the country and people need to start to stand up and just simply confront these people and it's only going to come in numbers
5: absolutely i mean as we found out with every insurrection that has actually uh and and perhaps that's terms getting a little loaded uh, by the left since january 6th let's just say every movement of people who dissent From the dominant leftist narrative that has succeeded has done it by strength of numbers. The gun movement has done spectacular work. The Tea Party, in its day, before it got neutralized, uh, did its best work in massive, very inclusive numbers. People who are pushing back on the dominant narratives that are driving the educational industrial complex today Rebecca Hagstrom mm-hmm. need to learn those same lessons so mm-hmm. uh, w- what uh, w- what uh, in terms of getting people together any place mm-hmm. in particular mm-hmm. to go to find out yeah, more about yes,
6: this? yes yeah that's a good question um, there's a couple different groups that are formed and then we are trying to then unite all of them under one umbrella so one great place to go for information is Kendall Qualls new group take yes. charge Minnesota yeah um, he is going against the narrative of Black Lives Matter yep. um, um, and then there's another smaller group that is formed called Exodus, mm-hmm. and that's a group of five women. And they're the ones that I am working most closely with, although Kendall is part of our organization too. Um, and and Exodus has a website also with some great resources and also has contact information for Governor Walls and some of the key people because they do have to keep hearing from us. So going to your local school board but also writing – calling, trying to get meetings with your legislators so that you can go in there armed with data, data about the failure of the public schools, especially in the inner cities, data with examples of critical race theory, replacing education, uh, true education in, in schools across uh, the state of Minnesota, going in and actually meeting because the the Democrats who are opposed to this, They've got their their standard lines that they give and their letters. In fact, I've seen letters from two different representatives that are basically exactly the same. Oh, yeah. So they were written by the top, and so you have to push back. Yeah. Uh,
5: it's not like Rena Moran's going to write exactly. any of her own copy. Right, uh, We, right. we so, are up against... I, Rebecca Hagstrom, I, I, will, I will actually reach out and talk to the folks from Exodus, because yeah. I've had Kendall on my show, and I'll have him on again. Yeah. Ex- Exodus needs the airtime as well. Yeah. Rebecca Hagstrom, Mark Durkin. What's the website? One more time, Rebecca. Yes,
6: it is. its just-
5: education-america.org educationamerica.org Rebecca and Mark make sure you tune in every Saturday from 6 to 6.30 here on AM 12 A. the Patriot pleasure to have you on the show hey, again
6: thanks for having us Mitch we really enjoyed hey, it
5: Mitch. my pleasure absolutely we'll do it again soon Northern Alliance AM 12 A. the Patriot go nowhere we'll be right back
0: Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at rackshackbarbecue.com Rack Rack yeah.
8: Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal.
7: It's Mattress Firm's biggest 4th of July sale ever. Hurry in and get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen bed for the price of a twin. Plus, get a free adjustable base when you spend just $6.99 on Sealy. Or save $500 on all Tempur-Pedic Breeze mattresses. With our low-price guarantee, you can rest assured, you'll get the best bed at the best price, only at Mattress Firm. Offer valid with qualifying purchase. Restrictions apply. Valid at participating locations only. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com.
0: Wake up with the Patriots Daybreak Insider. Today's top news stories from a conservative viewpoint. Sign up at am1280thepatriot.com by using the keyword subscribe. That's subscribe at am1280thepatriot.com. AM
5: twelve eighty the Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight, the number to call. Uh should you care to join me, although we're probably not gonna have a lot of time to talk here because I've got one segment to go and like five topics I wanna get through. Will I do it? You know me. I've, I'm the guy cut out for it. By the way, Jack Tomzak is coming up next. Uh, he will have Roger Chamberlain, uh, the aforementioned senator from the Hugo area, who is as solid as anyone in the Minnesota State Senate on taxes, on education, school choice at the very least, and every other issue uh, on his show during the 4 o'clock hour today. So stay tuned. Jack Tomzak coming up next right after this. By the way, speaking of coming up after that, my band Elephant in the Room, is a second of two nights coming up at the North Star Bar and Grill in uh, St. Paul on Payne Avenue. I think it's 833. 833- Payne Avenue, that's a corner of Payne and York. It's about, I don't know, maybe a mile south of Maryland or three blocks north of Phelan Parkway. Just take 35E to Cayuga, then take Phelan Parkway over to Payne and bada-bing, you're three blocks away. It's easy. Uh, We're going to be playing there second of two nights, a lot of fun. Uh, First of uh, two gigs of a busy summer for my band, but most of it's private parties, although we have a new bar to announce Labor Day weekend, we're going to be uh, someplace entirely new. For those of you who have been waiting for us to come down to the south burbs, yep, that's where we're going to be. So I uh, hope you can uh, tune in for that. Uh, Memorial Day weekend was within the past month here. Uh, it's when we remember our service people who are killed in the line of duty uh, under the American flag. Uh, we've got a few other people we want to uh, Memorialized here today, and this is not in the least bit tongue in cheek. Uh, A recent mass shooting in Colorado, which was one of those episodes that gets well every person with a moral conscience uh, excited up uh, angry, was actually ended by a good guy with a gun. You know those people that left it left to say don't exist. fellow named John Hurley threw himself into the line of fire. He did not stand there and think about it. He heard the gunfire as a mass murderer, a spree killer, a rampage killer whose name will get no publicity on this broadcast in Colorado this past week, uh, went to the door of his store, saw the shooter who had just killed a policeman, immediately ran towards the sound of the gunfire, said one of his colleagues, quote, I just want to make sure his family knows how heroic he was. A manager at a business nearby who asked not to be identified said that Hurley was outside. He was outside, rather, when he heard Hurley urge people to get to safety. Then he turned back, looked towards everybody in the restaurant, and told us that he, uh, the gunman, is coming. He's coming back and that we should get inside. The manager said, I ran to the back of the store, closer to the alley, uh, kind of put myself in a corner to feel safe. At any rate, uh, Bill Hurley killed a gunman who had just killed a Colorado policeman in the previous moments and was still shooting with every intention of killing more people with him. Uh, Bill Hurley killed him and then was killed by the police who were responding to the call of a policeman down. I have heard, and by the way, all due respect and prayers, uh, thoughts and prayers to to Hurley's family and people close to him, He, he was a hero. He was the good guy with a gun that we all hope is around, or in some cases hope to be, should the unthinkable happen. I have heard, speaking of unthinkable, the unthinkable moral tone deafness of some people I consider on my side uh, people who are libertarians saying, well, the cops are all shoot first and ask questions later, <laughs> uh, to which I respond, and, and a few of them who've said, well, police need to practice some de-escalation techniques. The guy had just shot a cop, and whether he'd shot a cop or not, whether he'd shot any citizen, he's out with a gun actively firing at people, killing people in general, whether they're in uniform with a badge or not, whether you are a police person or not, someone is out actively firing. De-escalation is a high-risk, low-reward tactic in those cases. No one in their right mind does it unless they are standing there in the line of fire without a gun, it may be the only shot you have, figuratively speaking. But in the case of Bill Hurley, uh, it, it, it is one of the things you'll learn if you have a capable carry permit instructor or a capable tactical training instructor is that being out in the open with a gun at the scene of a mass shooting is dangerous, whether you are, when the police get there, whether you are the villain Or the good guy. Uh, There's been quite a number of examples of good guys with guns trying, in many cases, succeeding in ending rampage, shooting sprees, and then being killed by the cops that respond. Police arrive late. They arrive knowing only what they've heard over the radio. They know that someone with a gun is there, has just killed people in or out of uniform. Somebody with a firearm is a danger. You, the law doesn't require anyone to be a mind reader. Unfortunately, I mean it's not unfortunate. The law doesn't require that. There's no way to make people do that. But it's further evidence that being a good guy with a gun can be very dangerous. And so, um, my thoughts and prayers to the Hurley, uh, to, to Mr. Hurley's family, those close to him. And uh hope that all of us learn our lessons from this, especially those of you with complete unicorn-from-heaven solutions to the problem. Another bit of memorializing I want to do uh, this, uh, this, this past week, actually yesterday, yeah, Thursday, in fact, was the 17th anniversary of the opening of the Metro Transit Blue Line, the beginning or, let's say, the rebooting of light rail transit in the Twin Cities. And on this anniversary, as I did last year, the 16th anniversary of that opening, I want us all to remember the people who were killed unwillingly, and in many cases unwittingly, to further big Minnesota's, big left's obsession with feeling like a big city by packing people into trains. The Blue Line, as of, this, as of last Thursday, has claimed 15 lives. Eight pedestrians, three bikers, a man in a wheelchair, and three people in cars. There was also a stabbing death uh, last uh, winter, uh, winter of 2019-20 on the blue line. Two more murders at stations along the line. That's an average of a death every single year. The green line has killed eight people in five years. That's first just six weeks after the train started operating. Most of them pedestrians trying to navigate a badly designed series of street-level crossings. I say this as a person who designs things for people to use. Some of the designs of these stations is asking for people to get killed. Uh, By the way, the most recent death was a couple of years ago. The North Star Line, five fatalities so far. That's 29 dead so far. Now, none of them in the past year. But, of course, over this past year, nobody was riding the trains. The trains were on diminished schedules and people weren't out and about. Expect things to pick up. Sorry to say. Anyway memorializing those who died to make the met council feel happy here on the northern alliance am 12a the patriot thanks for tuning in god bless you all god bless america
2: do you have sunken concrete around your home leaving you with trip hazards or causing water to run back to your foundation Hi, I'm John Lamore, owner of Expert Concrete Raising. We raise settled concrete using a high-density polyurethane foam, which is a more permanent solution than mudjacking. Polyurethane foam cannot be washed away, and it doesn't shrink or deteriorate over time. If it's concrete, we can raise it. Get it done right the first time. For a free estimate, contact a second-generation concrete raising business at ExpertConcreteRaising.com.
8: and cyberspace.
4: And I am proud to be a member of And
8: I'm proud to serve in the United
4: States.
0: And I am
8: proud to protect our country.
1: Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve.
8: AFReserve.com
10: Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you will receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, forever cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned.
0: I can probably help you fix your plumbing problem yourself so you don't have to pay me. Hi, I'm Troy from Champion Plumbing. If you have a plumbing issue, go to our YouTube channel first. We have a ton of videos to help with common plumbing issues and we make it simple, step-by-step instructions. At Champion Plumbing, we want to empower homeowners like you to be the champion in your own home. If you can't repair it, then go ahead and give us a call. Subscribe at youtube.com slash champion plumbing. That's youtube.com slash champion plumbing. Celebrating two decades on air. This is.